What's up, everybody? This is your host, Brenta Lamar of the in and out Podcast. Yes, I'm back, and I hope everyone is doing well. It's been a few weeks since we last interviewed my guy, Eric McCollum. Man, that was a dope episode, and he for sure dropped some knowledge for us. So I appreciate you once again, Eric. But today, we have another guest who's cut from the same cloth. He's been a bucket since college, and not only that, he's played on every stage, whether it's the NBA, EuroLeague, and currently he's in China handing out smooth buckets. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to have Eric Green on the in and out pod. We've had two Erics in a row, but they both got game in their own way. I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. He has a lot of knowledge for y'all, and y'all for sure don't want to miss this. Without further ado, welcome my dog, Eric Green. Let's go. Let's get in. Let's get out. What's up, everybody? Today I'm joined with uh, a, a special guest of mine. Uh, he's a he's a great dude. He's a, a world-renowned hooper, uh, a former uh, NBA player, uh, overseas legend, and just overall great dude. I had the opportunity to meet him um, about a year ago and played against this guy. And man, when I tell you, he's a he's a for sure bucket. And you know, I'm just grateful that he had the chance and the opportunity to join the pod. Um, I I know y'all would love this one. But without further ado. Eric Green. Uh, so Eric, man, what's up, man? How, how's everything going? I know we we're talking a little off camera, just about your situation. But um, for for the listeners and everything like that, how's everything going with you right now? And uh, you're currently in China. How's that? Uh, man, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Look, definitely was looking forward to this. Uh, everything's been good, man. I can't complain. You know, out here in China, you know, uh, this is my ninth season, so yeah. you know, I'm flexing old. You know, so <laughs> you're not old, bro. You don't look old. <laughs> yeah, baby. But, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like I keep it clean. Like, yeah. but um, now nah, everything's good, bro. I, you know, I'm enjoying it right now. You know, doing two days practicing, man, and getting ready for the third bubble. You know, looking forward to getting back to hooping. For sure, man. That's good. That's good. But let's dive right into it now, man. But uh, first question, I just want to kind of ask you, just how, like, what what made you want to start playing basketball? What was that like, just? your journey to starting basketball, who kind of inspired you to play basketball and, and stuff like that? Uh, honestly, bro, I wanted, I actually liked football. Uh, my father was a college football player and my mother was a college basketball player. Um, so I really kind of like looked up to my father a lot, wanted to play yeah. football. Um, that was kind of like a first love for me. And then, man, I just naturally was, I guess my ability was good at basketball. Yeah. Um, my mother was really good at basketball. She could shoot it. Uh, so, you know, I just fell in love with the game and, you know, I think ever since I was like five or six, you know, I just was always outside playing and my mom was always on my butt and, uh, you know, making me, pushing me. And, uh, so it was, it's just been my love for it since I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel, do you, do you still follow uh football right now? You still yeah, have, I do. Like, Actually, I'm still. Oh, you're a Steelers a, Yeah. Steelers fan. Yeah. We didn't, yeah, we didn't do too hot this year, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah no. I hear you. I hear you. But that's dope, man. Like uh growing up, did you um, you know, did you have some sort of like favorite basketball player that you always looked up to? Uh kind of like what what did you emulate your game after somebody? 
a former NBA player, even a friend or a college player? Like what, what kind of, what style did you look at? Like when you were a child and stuff like that? Uh, honestly, bro, like, growing up, man, honestly, I loved Allen Iverson. Um, you know, everybody, I you know back in the day I had my headband, I had, you know, little braids, yeah. you know, I thought I was, you know, like him. Um, and I also, <laughs> when I got a little older, I liked Penny Hardaway. My nice, father nice. used to always be a big fan of Penny. Um, so I used to watch Penny and Shaq and, you know, highlights and stuff like that. Man, I was yeah. just always a, you know, big, big fan of him. Yeah. Um, but I, honestly, I always, my father always taught me to, you know, have my own game, let people try to be like you one day. So, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to have my own flash, my own style. I have a little unique jumper. My shot's a little high above my head. So, <laughs> you know, I like play a little, you know, I play a little yeah, different. But yeah. uh, now you be you getting, know, really, what were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I I just play a little different. So, you know, yeah. I like I said, I just try to, you know, I try to take a little people's games, you know, yeah. little parts of people's games and add it to my own. Oh, that's dope, man. I know, like, guarding you, man, you get up on your jumper, too. You you, you jump a little bit, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's a little high, you know, so and you, right. you can't touch you or it's going to be a foul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but no, nah, I definitely understand what you're saying. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's really dope. And for 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 the listeners and everything like that, you're, you grew up in Virginia, correct? And, um, right. you know, how do you feel like kind of that East Coast swag kind of influenced the way your game, you know, your game went and stuff like that? Did you, do you feel like, you know, that, that had a little toll? I'm, and um, I know you were, you were born in, in, in Los Angeles, but you moved to mm-hmm. the East Coast, correct? So, how, yeah. like, how did, that, how did that kind of influence your game? Um, you know, I think a little bit of it's like my mom's from Cali. So my mom is from Inglewood. Hey, uh, she has that toughness. Yeah, that toughness, that fight with her. Yeah. Um, so she always put that in me, you know, don't back down from a challenge. Yeah. You know, when you step on the court, you go after it. Um, and my father is a very competitive person as well. So, you know, I think a mixture of them, you know, always push me and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, being on the East Coast, man, you know, we, we take pride in, you know, we think nice. we the toughest hoopers in the world, you know, yeah. so um when i moved actually I, I went to private school in the dc area well virginia but it was like in the dc area playing aau and stuff that's when i really like kind of like when i was probably in middle school i was like okay this is this is how they play it's a different swag a different yeah. attitude a different fight them guys have and you know i think that's where i really got that from and just that dog in me yeah no i hear you see me being from the west coast you know and i'm from san diego so everybody right. <laughs> you know, everybody I talk to, all the East Coast hoopers, they they kind of clown on West Coast hoopers and feel like, you know, we soft <laughs> and, you know, we like to just play with the ball and we fillet. Right, you know? right. And, fillet, uh, pretty boys. Pretty boys, exactly. Pretty boys. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely understand, you know, kind of that East Coast swag, you know, because y'all definitely, you know, even playing AAU, you know, we play teams like DC Assault and stuff like that. And, right. you know, y'all, y'all were tough. Y'all always try to press. Y'all, y'all were the type to try to press right. 94 feet. The ball scores. Y'all already <laughs> looking at the ball, waiting for it to bounce in front of you and stuff like that. You right. know? So, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And, and you, you just had the best of both worlds. And I think that's, that's what kind of made you the hooper you are now. Uh, just moving forward and stuff like that. Um, you know, you 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 were playing uh, in Virginia and stuff like that. What? How was your high school career? You know, when did you kind of know, like, okay, this is what this is what I want to do. This is this is, and I'm really good at it. What what kind of when was that? 
probably like my sophomore year. Um, when I got invited to like CP3 camp, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went to NBA Top 100 camp. Nice. You know, when I started going to these type of camps, like Reebok U, I mean, that's probably, you know, back in the yeah. day, those older guys. So, uh, but like camps like that, man, that's when I was like, got to play against John Wall, Brandon Jennings. You know, I got to see OJ Mayo in person. You know what I mean? Like, like playing in that type of level, I was like, yo, I can compete at this level. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like seeing that and playing in that, and then I got to come back to my town and play against those guys where I was just like, yo, like, this is nothing compared to what I'm just playing against AAU and things yeah. like that. Right. And I say about like my sophomore, junior years when I was like, yo, I, I can play. Like I, I really felt confident and got that swag about me. And, um, you know, I wasn't really highly recruited though, honestly, you yeah. know, I only had four offers. Yeah. Wow. I only had like, uh, yeah, like four out. Uh, Virginia tech was my highest one in the ACC. My dream was to play in the ACC. Okay. Okay. And what was, what was the other four offers? Uh, George Mason, James Madison, and St. Joe's. Okay. Okay. Those are, those are so really I good Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I went to college, man, and just had a long, long journey, man. I, that, was, that was probably one of the roughest things in my life. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And I, I definitely want to get into your college journey. You know, um, I know you went to Virginia Tech, man, and, you know, you played all four years there. You're a legend. You know, your first year. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your first year compared to your senior year and kind of what were some of your favorite moments and accomplishments you had there and, and some of the things that kind of built you, um, built you up for this overseas life and just your professional career. Um, I mean, like, it was tough, man, my freshman year, because, you know, as we all know, man, you, you're the cream of the crop when you're in high school you're the best of the best um you come to college you thinking you're gonna come and make this big impact and kill right away and then you got a rude awakening when you step on campus coach changes you know uh the guys in front of you who got you on a recruiting visit weren't as nice you know they're going at you you know trying to bully you you know stuff like that and like one of the good things for me is man i had malcolm delaney um you know who was you know a great mentor it was a love or hate relationship at my freshman year because you know, he always went at me. And, but at the same time, you know, he made me a better ball player. Um, and learning from him, he was like all American, all ACC, you know, so I got to pick his brain and be around him so much. Uh, but like, I think one of the biggest things I tell kids is man, like, I didn't think I loved it as much as I loved it my freshman year. You know, I didn't put in the extra work. You know, when I got, when I got done practice, I was the first one out at that gym. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't have that same love and passion for it, you know? Um, but I watched the older guys stay after, get their work in, take care of their body and stuff like that. But for me, I wasn't really playing a lot. So I was just like, man, I'm out of here, you know? So that, that was a tough, it was real tough for me my freshman year. Yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're saying. Cause that was for me, same thing, you know, like I, I kind of didn't, my first year I really played, second year I sat behind kind of a, uh, one of all American stuff like that where I was at. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, play as much and I was just frustrated and I really feel like you figure out if you like you figure out when you love it and the more you put the the time into it like I knew exactly that I love it more when I was willing to stay after and and that that should really it really like holds like it sticks with you when you actually put more effort into it so I definitely understand what you're saying like uh you know starting from your freshman year you, you dealt with some 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 stuff like all hoopers deal with that all 
college hoopers deal with kind of that struggle of transitioning but transition to your senior year and stuff like that man you were you led the acc in scoring you know you 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 led the nation in scoring if i wasn't correct right yeah yeah man yeah Uh, you know so how how was you know just coming from you know kind of a tough freshman year what did that mean to you from coming from a tough freshman year to leading the nation in scoring you know like like how, how did that make you feel after did you were you were you, uh, you satisfied was it like man i still got more work to do uh it was it was a both i mean i think yeah. you you accomplished the big goals you know i got uh, ac player of the year and i became an all-american you know, i achieved a lot of you know accolades that i didn't think was possible from you know thinking from my freshman year to my sophomore to my junior yeah. Uh, to my senior year, but uh, I saw the growth each year getting better and better and better. And I just saw like, if you put in the work, you know, the work will speak for itself, you know what I mean? And, you know, that, that summer going into my senior year, um, I got challenged to make 20,000 shots in the summer. Um, so we, you know, kept a, there's this thing, like the gun, everybody knows the gun, well, yeah. it prints out your receipt. So you can't lie about how many shots you make. So my assistant, my, um, strength conditioning coach he had a bucket and every day after i would shoot in the morning i would put it in the bucket and we tally by the end of the summer he'd be like man if you get twenty thousand, you know i promise you your game will change you know you'll be a heck of a score and i took on the challenge and uh i got invited to chris paul camp again uh for the college you know top guards i got invited to the darren williams camp uh and i showed out and then it was crazy man i wasn't even on a draft board you know what i mean and yeah. i come back from that summer and i'm my name's on the draft board um yeah. so yeah my my um confidence was sky high so yeah. going into my senior year and you know, i just felt like you know i was one of the best point guards in the country and i had a chip on my shoulder that i wanted to prove it yeah. and uh i just went at it every single day man got better and put in that work every single day nah, that's that's you love to hear stories like that man that's that's really dope, man. Because I like, I do feel like, like you said, you you were kind of an underdog. You know, you weren't no right. LeBron James coming out. You didn't really have hella offers. You just, you know, you kind of kept your head down and kept going, man. And and you know, by the grace of God, you know, you're able to to get more than what you even expected. So, I mean, that's really dope to 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 see and everything like that. So moving forward a little bit. So you 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 go in your senior year. You kill it, man. And like you said, you're all American um, and and everything like that. So how was how was the experience of just kind of after college and transitioning to, you know, the, like the professional career? Did you kind of were you nervous? You know, were you were you anxious? Were you more so excited? Like, how was that transition going to your pro career? uh well i got you know i got blessed to get drafted uh you know 46 pick and nice. I, mean, I was a little frustrated I a lot you know i thought i was i thought i should have been like a late first rounder early second mm-hmm. rounder but you know at the end of the day man i was blessed to get my name yeah. called you know yeah. so i didn't want to take that for granted um what was the things they were saying about you point guard he's just a scorer can he trans you know translate his game to you know being a point guard can you do this can you do that and so when i went to summer league i kind of just got away from who I really was. And that's not what they drafted me for. So, yeah. you know, I didn't have a great summer league. I think I averaged like nine points, uh, wasn't good. And uh, they kind of like draft stashed me, sent me to Italy. I got to play in Euro League for my first year out uh, for a team called Siena, Italy. And 
that experience honestly was probably the best thing for me because it made me mature and grow up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it humbled me, very humbled me. Yeah. Um, but I had something to prove and I had a chip on my shoulder and I played really well for my first year. And uh, our team went to the Italian championship and we played well in the Euro league. And, you know, I got a chance to come back and, you know, make the roster and yeah. got a chance to play a year in a, you know, for Denver. And it, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, that sounds, that sounds incredible. Like I, I understand, yeah. you know, you, you weren't satisfied. I wouldn't be satisfied too. You know, you ACC, you know, player of the year, man, that ACC player of the year, right. that should be at least first round in my eyes, you know, so, <laughs> um, sure, you, yeah. you know, uh, you, you were able to, you know, good, get a lot of good experience though, you know, playing with Denver and then playing in yearly. How was that just playing yearly your first year, like out? I know the, 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 the way Americans play in the U S the, the game style is different. You know, we were talking about off yeah. camera, you know, just the different styles in China and everything like that. But how, how, how was that adjusting to kind of European rules or European games and the culture? Uh, man, I could tell you when I first arrived, man, I was in a small city called Siena. So mm -hmm. no one really spoke English. You know what I mean? I'm fresh out of college. Like I don't have nobody with me. Yeah. Um, I'm playing with guys who are like, you know, five, six years in, you know, I'm the only rookie on my team. Um, so it's just like, man, like I'm homesick. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't like basketball as much because the rules were different back then, man. You couldn't just catch and rip. You had to catch it, put the ball down and then go. Mm -hmm. So I was getting called travel at least five times a game when I first got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was so frustrated, man. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's not a trap. This is, this is American basketball, you know, but yeah. you got to forget like you're in their country, Yeah, you know, like this is how they do things. So, you know, I think I was fighting it. That was probably the hardest thing for me is fighting it, trying to do things my way instead of, you know, lowering my ego and my pride and being like, yo, change, you know, listen to these guys, listen to coach yeah. and change and it will, it will work out better for you. Yeah. And uh, I say around probably November, December is when I finally bought in to the European lifestyle. And when I finally bought in, you could tell the difference of my game changing, how much better I was as a person, how much better I was on the court. And, uh, you know, I, I took off from there. And that's when I really thought I made a name for myself in Europe. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I mean, I struggled with just just the, the culture, the, the, the game. Yeah. And I had a couple travels and stuff like that. But I, I, I want to kind of talk talk about like your your mindset. And, to, and like you said, you had to kind of change like a lot of hoopers, a lot of even people like like let's not even just take this out of basketball, but just. A lot of people they have problem with changing and, and stuff like that and mm -hmm. not embracing the adversity how was it for you especially being you know young being able to ad adjust to the adversity that was ahead of you you know because you could have went left you could have went right but you chose to stay the path you chose to you know trust what other people are saying and everything like that like like speak can you speak to like just that that sort of maturity and 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 why you were able to do that um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I had a good vet. I had um, a dude named Othello Hunter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he took me underneath his wing and taught me so much. Just was like, you know, I know you're, I just, and I think another part of me was like my ego was like, I'm the 46th pick in a draft. I should nice. be in the NBA. Like, I don't know why I'm over here. Yeah. Like, I'm better than this. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like these guys can hoop too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of guys in Europe being the NBA. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's just not big enough. It ain't big enough. Not enough, enough roster spots. So, 
And it was one of them things, it's like, I think all of us have that, you know, in certain aspects of our life, a little pride, a little bit of our ego was just like, I want to do it my way. And yeah. I think we got to wake up sometimes like, yo, your way is not always the best way, yeah. you know? And it's just like, it wasn't getting it done. And that's, I wasn't performing good. And honestly, I, I don't know if they didn't like me at first. They, I wasn't, they weren't a big fan of my game. Yeah. And um, so with him having him there and teaching me and like, yo, man, look, we're all here. You're here. So just buy in. If you buy in, things will get better. And I think that's one thing I've learned when I get a rookie underneath my belt is like, yo, man, I know it's hard for you. I know it's different for you. Yeah. And I went through it too. And just just buy into the culture, buy into what coach is saying, buy into it. The faster you buy in, the easier it will be. If yeah. you keep trying to fight it, do it your way, it will never work. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that was having him. And I always, every time I see him, I always thank him because he's yeah. been a big change in my life. No, I hear you, man. That's, that's, that's huge. I I mean, that's why, you know, I kind of wanted to, to talk to you because, you know, we had a chance to connect and, you know, you gave me words of just inspiration. And it's, it's really dope to see that you're taking taking that and passing it down to the next generation. And I'll do the same for whoever asks me and say, right. you know, like like my, my man, my man, EG helped me, you know, so I, I appreciate that. Um, but but in terms of, you know, just also basketball, what do you think kind of was the thing that 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 clicked for you at the at a certain time where you were able to also kind of have a, a long career um like i said like i just honestly listening and just following the footsteps of my best that were in front of me yeah you know like i got i got a chance to play with guys you know like not everybody's situation was like mine so yeah. i got a chance to play with guys who played in euro league or played in the nba you know uh i had kim english i had josh carter i had othello hunter um so i had guys who played in the league and done things that were just like, you know, take care of your body, man. Stay, yeah. stay 20, 30 minutes extra after practice, get your shots up, come in before practice, get your weights in. You know what I mean? And it was little things like that where in college, we didn't do that. We didn't have to do that, you know, as yeah. much. You know what I mean? Um, and it was just like the thing they always say is be a pro. Yeah. And that was the one thing where I was just like, okay, I gotta learn to be a pro. And I think once I adjusted to doing that, I think my game took off, I got stronger. Um, I got smarter, man. I watched a lot of film on a European game and I learned so much, man. Definitely when you play against the Colo, you know, a guy like the Colo, yeah. Sergio, Yipo, yeah. uh, like yeah. you learn so much from these guys because I think Americans are so small minded at times for like, we're the best in the world. But as yeah. you know, bro, like you come over here, man, these guys will bust your butt. They you know? will cook you. Yeah. They will cook <laughs> you, you know, fast. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It, it, hey, it's not it's not easy over here. And yeah. I got a slice of humble pie. Carlos Arulia tore my butt up, man. Yeah. You know, my first year out, you know, like, yeah, I couldn't even bring the ball past half court sometimes. Like, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, on yeah. my butt, yeah, yeah, you know, so it was like, you know, I had to wake up and change, man. Yeah. But it was something I needed, bro. We all need yeah. that. Nah, I hear you. We all do definitely need that sort of slice of humble pie because you can't move right. forward. You can't move forward without that. But uh, you, you know, you, you played, you played your league. You played on some top teams and everything like that. Um, what advice, other advice, do you think you can give uh, other hoopers just in terms, just in terms of like they want to make it to that level? Because I, I still want to make it to that level, year league and being on top yearly teams and stuff like that. What advice can you give that 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 can help them kind of even move close to those those uh, those opportunities or that dream? uh two things man one thing i've learned is yo like don't ever compare yourself to somebody else don't worry about someone else's you know i hear a lot of guys like why, why is he there how did he get there and it's just like bro like 
don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Like that is the one advice because I was that person. I'm like, yo, yeah. how did he, you know what I mean? And it's just like, nah, stay to the grind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like keep my right and your time will come. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think another thing people fail to realize is Europe is not about, oh, I need to score 30. I need to score 20 every night. Like, yo, win. If you win, you get noticed. You know, you're yeah. in the big games, you play Cheska, you play Madrid, you play the big teams, you show out, people, you know, people remember that. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, stay the course. That's one of the biggest things I say to people is like, don't, don't compare yourself with somebody else. Your time will come. You know what I mean? It's just on you how you perform in that time. Yeah. If you're not performing well, then that was your chance. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think people in Europe, you might only get one or two chances, man. Some people don't get a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So nah, it's just, you know, just continue to work. Man. Yeah, continue to work, bro. And your opportunity will come. And you in a great league, you VTB, yeah. man. Yeah. Not a lot of people get a chance to play VTB. True, you know true, what I mean? True, true, true. Nah, I appreciate that. No, I definitely, I definitely yeah. agree, man. I definitely agree. I feel like, you know, we all do that because uh, we 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 that's our, that's the competitor in us, and it's like man, exactly. you know. But I, I definitely I'm a big proponent on you know waiting and waiting your time. Right, it happens for a reason. You know, sometimes you may be put right. in a position where where you know you're at for a reason to learn, so you can be able to sustain the position that you should be in in a few years or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I want to move a little bit more basketball right now. So you played in Europe and now you're in China, man. Uh, we talked off camera kind of the differences and everything like that. But for the listeners, you know, can you talk to me just just about more of playing at a high level in China? And right now your team, your team is doing excellent. You guys are in third place. And, you know, what what do you feel like is those difference between Europe and China and just the skill level, the coaching? Um, and also the culture outside of, you know, bas basketball. How, how is that for you? Um, man, um, like I start with the culture. You know, the culture is different. I mean, I got to translate everywhere I go. You know, no one speaks English. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what you, you mean know, a translator? I got a guy who is a translator who speaks English and Chinese. He's he a just, Chinese guy, but he speaks American. And he goes everywhere with us, man. Like, oh, you know, okay, I gotta, okay, even okay. when I... Yeah, even when I dial for room service, I got to call him like, can you call this dude for me? Like, because they can't speak English. You know what I mean? Wow. So, wow. It, okay. it's, it's, yeah, man, it's tough. But it's also cool because you get to realize like, yo, I, I'm in another, I'm in another culture. I get to yeah. learn. I'm eating with chopsticks now every day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying their type of food, their type of stuff they like to do. Yeah. Uh, my teammates are cool. Like, you know, they yeah. want to be hit. They listen to J. Cole, Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing their TikTok dances. So it's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Y'all do everything. Y'all do, doing everything we do back yeah. home. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So, but nah, the culture's dope. Um, and then just by having the basketball part, man, it's different. Like, yeah. like we were talking off camera and just like, you think you're making the right play because I'm so used to playing like in Europe and, yeah. you know, you get help side extra pass and it's like nah that's not the right play bring shoot it back that. out and shoot that thing or go make a, a play to make someone score the ball yeah and it's like i told you man like i was i just got out of quarantine i had two days of practice um they threw me right in the fire right in the game mm. and i'm like full legs i'm gassed like i go yeah. down the court three or four times so coach is like you know shoot shoot the ball more shoot the ball i'm like man coach i can't move yeah but i get in the um, he's like, yo, like you got to shoot, you got to shoot. So I get done the game. I'm like, all right, I got 18 shots. So that's a lot of shots. Yeah. And Europe, I would never have, you know what I mean? What? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> so it was like, all right. So after the game, he was like, nah, we need more shots. You need to shoot the ball more. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean shoot it more? Like, yeah. And it's it's just different, just the, the way yeah. they think. But like I said, I, I'm, I'm blessed right now to be on a team that's really good. And my coach mm-hmm. actually is a big fan of European basketball. Um, nice. So he actually some of the things that Europe does to our team. And I think that's why we're very successful because we're not out there just running up and down, up and down, yeah. shooting shots. We have a system. Yeah. And uh, so it's translating and stuff like that. And yeah. it's cool, man. I really enjoy it so far. I love it. Um, you know, I do miss Europe sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? Just the culture, you know, being out the friend, yeah. the guys and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I really have enjoyed it here and I really like it out here. Yeah, no, that's dope to see, man. That's dope to hear. Also, also, like, you know, I definitely understand that that it would be adjustment. And for you, you know, you played at all levels. So you there's nothing right. you haven't experienced, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably experienced being, you know, not taking five shots or to taking right. yeah, 20, sure. you know. So I think everything in your career kind of led to this moment and you know, I'm glad to see your team doing successful, and I know you guys will continue that success, and I'm, I'm rooting for your team. Um, but I also want to ask you just kind of about, you know, just, um, you know, what are some of the, the, the things in your late career that you would look back and, and tell your younger self? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would just say I don't take things for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was on two of the top teams in Europe. I got a, I was blessed to play in a EuroLeague championship with Olympiacos. Um, you know, and I think one of the things I wish I would have done was I was, as we all do, we're competitors. You know, yeah. I was behind a guy named Spanunas who was like a legend, who's a legend overseas, yeah. you know. And, you know, we had a great relationship but at the same time it's like i wanted more like i wanted to play more like 20 yeah. minutes wasn't good for me you know i wanted more and it was like yo young fella you're young like just listen his time is almost up like you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side you know i went to valencia it was cool we played euro league but we weren't winning you know it wasn't the same like yeah. the bond the chemistry with the guys it just wasn't the same yeah and then i went to Fenerbahce and you know, I played for Obradovich. We yeah. went to the Final Four again, and I learned so much from that man. Like, yeah. basketball is is unbelievable the way he thinks. You know, it's like yeah. a chess game to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just say, like, be patient, man. And that's one thing I would always say, be patient and, you know, wait your turn because it's going to come. Yeah. And, um, you know, stay, stay the course and keep working because <laughs> it's a long season. Europe is 10 months. People don't yeah. understand how hard it is. You miss your family. Right. You, know, you miss home. You know what I mean? Like you go home, then you turn right back around mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? It's like, dang, I don't get that much time. And yeah. I think sometimes we just lose focus at times. Like when we kind of like check out and it's yeah. like, don't check out, man. You plan for a bigger purpose. And you know, yeah, no, that's one you. thing I would tell myself. I hear you. That's great advice, man. That's great advice. So now we're going to get into some like lighter questions, some fun questions, you know, just, just, just right off the top of your head, man. Uh, who was your favorite coach you played for? Uh, probably, um, I had to say I got two, man. My college coach, you know, um, my college coach was awesome. He helped me become who I was, took a chance on me when no one else took a chance on me. Yeah. Uh, he believed in me. So that, that, that guy right there, man, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, another one I have to say is Obradovich, you know, 
just I've never thought the game of basketball, you know, the game's yeah. so much easier for me. Just, you know, I used to play so fast. And yeah. Like, nah, man, like it's Europe. Take your time. You know, use a pick and roll. You know, I see yeah. the game different. You know, so I say those two guys, man, those are big impacts on me. Yeah, and how, how did he? I'm just curious, like if if y'all listeners don't know Abradovic, he's a famous Serbian, Serbian, correct? Yeah, yeah, Serbian, uh, yep. Serbian European coach, uh, big time. He won many European uh, championships and yearly championships and everything like that. But um, you know, how was that like that like being coached at that level? Because I know at that level you get a shorter leash. And they sometimes some of these coaches we talking to people wild, you know, like how 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 was that? How were you able to kind of you know, um, just 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 take what he's saying and not like kind of you know some of the stuff because I know you know there's a clip online where he's like he said f u g g that told me that that whole thing, you know, like that that whole. But, you know, it didn't come from a place from, you know, like, I hate you. It's just like, I need you, that type of, you know, response. Right. So how do you kind of, how, how did, like, how did you kind of, like, uh, decipher when he was telling you this stuff and what he was actually saying? Um, the first day I got in town, Bobby Dixon, you know, he's like a legend mm-hmm. um, overseas. He, he told me straight up from the jump, if Abradovich brings you here, it's a reason why he brings you here. So don't take what he says to heart. You know what yeah. I mean? He's going to love you, but he's going to get on your, he's going to get on your ass too. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I already knew from the day one, like he's going to be on my butt. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went in there with just, you know, one thing I learned, man, when you come into practice, you better be on your P's and Q's. There's no messing up. There is no, he expects perfect perfection, a hundred percent. And he'll yeah. tell you, he doesn't believe in second place. It's first place. We yeah. win. Like everything you do, you win. And that was one thing I love because I've been brought up my whole life like that as you win. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like when we travel and stuff, man, it's, you know, everybody comes to see you play. Everybody, you know, wants to see what a is going to do, how your team's going to yeah. play. You're, you're, you're a pro, your professional team. Those guys, man, they watch film for 45 minutes and you know, they're, you know, your team opponents plays more than shoot. They probably know them. Yeah. You know, we, we know everything. And, um, you know, playing for him was, uh, like I said, man, you you just know basketball is it's yeah. it's much easier when you play for him because he he makes it so much easier and he's a heck of a coach yeah. and just you know he just he's he's one of them brain people man he's yeah. just who oh, he's amazing nah, i understand that's, that's 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 amazing to see and that makes like you said your your job so much easier when everyone knows their job everyone's on the same page everyone's right. being perfect like there's no you we all know when you know we all denying four people are denying and the fifth person let the ball come in, you know, that, right. that, that type of stuff is frustrating. And I understand that, you mm-hmm, know, and that, that that's one of those things that are like, you're not connected as a team. And when you guys all connected, it makes basketball so much easier. It makes like so, everything so much easier. So I definitely understand that. Um, another question, what was your favorite country you played in? Or you've Greece. been to or, or Greece? Why? Why Greece? I heard Greece. Greece is lit, man. I heard, I heard that's like a man. Vacation. Man, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's weather. You're on the beach. Yeah. Nightlife is great. Nightlife is great. Food is great. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. It's just overall, man. You can't, you can't beat it, man. I love Athens. Greece. Athens, correct? Athens, Greece. Yeah. Athens, man, Greece. That's is love. That's my love. favorite. Man. Do you ever uh, visit uh, um, any of the little islands, Santorini or whatever? Yeah. 
I went to Santa Torini. I thought that was one of the most beautiful places. Man, you know, dope. pictures don't do it justice. You got to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was dope. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Okay, and man, I think you you uh, my, my my third question is I got two more questions, but my third question for you is, you know, you spoke upon a little bit about you know who kind of bust your ass a little bit, but is there one player that was the hardest player for you to guard? Uh, just just either growing up or professionally, who was the hardest person for you to check? You know, like, like when you saw him, it's like, dang, I know I got to be ready. <laughs> uh, I have to say probably in the NBA, man, I got a, I was chance to uh, be teammates with Ty Lawson. Okay. And I, when I mean you can't stay in front of that man, it is, <laughs> you know, it was just like, yo, man, like just try your best because you he's so quick, he's so distance. shifty. Yeah, yep, yep. And then <laughs> once he got better at his jump shot, it was kind of like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. it's just hard to guard. Um, and then I have to say Europe, man, one of yeah. my toughest matchups outside of Carlos Arroyo when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I got to say DeColo, man. DeColo was, you know, he's one of them players that, like, can get you in foul trouble so easy because you can't be too aggressive <laughs> the head, with him. The, the head, yes, the head. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't get too close to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, all right, I got it. Arm this, he can shoot it. Yeah. And he could kill you on the pick and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just like, man, he was tough. It, it was a tough night. You know what I mean? So I and I and I love a challenge. I'm one of them guys, man. I, I love when someone says he's better or he's one of yeah. the top players. I'm and let's go see what this is about. Facts. Facts. No, yeah. I definitely feel that way, man. And I hear you. What what uh and, and do you feel like any of the players, like what was your favorite moment of you being in a game where you're like, Man, like we going back and forth type stuff. And uh, I, I gave him forty or whatever. Uh, probably the matchup when it was Olympiacos versus Panathinaikos. Uh, I didn't know who Mike James was. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like this is before Mike James became Mike James. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do we start really blowing up in Europe? This was like his first year in Panathinaikos. It was my first year in Olympiacos, and um, you know we went at it. You know what I mean? Like it was. We both had 20 something and we were just going at it. And I was like, yo, who is this little dude? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like who, who is this dude? Like, yeah. he was explosive. He shooted. He had a little swag to him. I'm yeah. like, bro, I ain't never heard of this dude. Like, where the heck he come from? And um, that's why I was like, yeah, yeah, he can, we can, we can go at each other. I like that. Yeah. That was a real good competition. It was some good bump. I, I really, I'll never forget that matchup, man. We, we used to go at it. And it had Nick Kalathis too. And he, he wow. was, you know, he could play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They he still a, could play too. You know, yeah, he so. still, yeah. But uh, man, that's 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 crazy. I know those those Olympiacos, Panathinaikos, those those matches go crazy. That kind of leads <laughs> me to one more question. You know, what what was kind of like the craziest like experience you've you've had on the court or maybe off the court? You know, I know like you said, like you played in those big derby matches where you know like. Fans are going crazy, man. They throwing stuff. Maybe the people following you on a, on your bus or, you know, stuff like that. Fights break out. So what was kind of the craziest moment or craziest times you felt like you, you know, on or off the floor with just, with just uh, basketball? I got a good one. Uh, it's on World Star too. Um, go so it was Olympiacos first, Pan and Tanikos. Um, So we're in the say it's the last game of the greek championship uh-huh. we lose this game seven we lost so we're at our house the fans are going crazy 
So I'm like, oh, all right. I see the like flames lighting up, you know, fires are starting. Yeah. Um, the fans is trying to jump on the court and try to get the Pantanikos fans. They had to end the game early because the fans started to come on. So Pantanikos took off the court, took off running off the court. The police tried to, you know, stop everybody. The fans were beating the police up. What? You know what I mean? Like it it was, yes, man, it was crazy. Like the fan the police couldn't even stop them. Like the fans were just bombarding the police, knocking them yeah. over, trying to get into the locker room to get the Pantanikos players. Um, the gym was like literally like on fire, bro. Like they had so many flames, um, firework, all that stuff. It was yeah. wild. Like I've never in my life seen something like that. And I'm just sitting on the court, like, wow, like what in the <laughs> world is this? Like, this isn't basketball. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely probably, you know, one of the cra- and then like, you know, they told us when we lost the game, like, don't come out to your house because fans were mad. Like, you know, wait till everybody cools down because they were really because you know we're supposed to win. Yeah, and yeah, so just wait till it cools down. So we just stayed in the house and stayed low key out the way for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, that was one of the most wild experiences I've ever had. Man, that's 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 crazy. I can't even imagine. Like I, at this point, it doesn't even turn to basketball. You know, right? Like, Not that, exactly. Yeah, I'm like you know I I'm. I, I wouldn't even want to bring my wife to the to, to the to the gym or something. You know, that's this is, yeah, this is crazy. Sure. Uh, but man, uh, I think that's uh, all the questions I asked. I want to also ask you what, what's what's next after basketball? Like, you know, do you have anything kind of set up after basketball? What's what's your what's kind of the next chapter after basketball? If you thought about it, um, yeah, actually, I want to uh, get into coaching. Nice. You know. Um, I really love basketball. I really, my goal, man, I would love to help a kid, uh, if it's college, high school, professional, whatever level, um, to be the next me or be better than me. You know, have someone, you know, show them a path that, you know, I think everybody thinks NBA or nothing. And I, I hate when people say that, but it's also we're not educated the youth on overseas. People make a good living, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not all blessed to make $50 million. We're not yeah. all, you know, it's just not, it's not in everybody's cards, but yeah. you can come overseas and you can make good money and a great living and yeah. be successful and take care of your family and yourself. And, you know, and I want to show people, man, I want to tell people like, Hey man, like if it's not just the NBA, you can go make money somewhere else and be very successful and play great, great competition and, you know, be fine. Yeah. So yeah, I would, and uh give back to the youth man that's what i really want to do man that's that's dope and i think i think you'll be very good at it you know just just your this my experiences of knowing you and talking to you man i i think that's something that you definitely are called to do you know just to inspire other people because like you said like you know there's people a lot of people aren't educated and you know it's just it takes it takes one person to kind of start that domino effect you know so Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I like like I know you're going you're going to be fine regardless outside of you know basketball. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I just want to say thank you again. Um, you know, just taking the time to to interview with me and 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 join my podcast. You know, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to love this and, and they're going to enjoy this episode because, like I said, you you are the type of person to inspire. So, um, yeah, so thank you once again, man. Nah, thank you, man. I love being on it, man. I appreciate it, man. Best of luck to you, bro. Keep hooping. And, uh, man, I know we'll be in touch, man, to stay in touch and keep doing For your sure. thing, bro. For sure. Appreciate you. All right, man. We out.